Happy Monday! Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And joining us this week for the first time is Amy Keller. Hello. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome. You look thrilled. She I'm... just did this little like head wobble. I prepared a dance, but then I realized it's radio, this not is radio. TV. So let's see. Uh, back in the mists of time, back in season one, we did an episode called You're Fired, which was about games that fire other games. Game A does everything that game B does, but better than game B. So why would you ever play game B? To sort of go through some of the things we talked about then, at Snakes and Lattes we try to have a sort of a philosophy there's no such thing as a good game or a bad game, just right or wrong games for different situations. But there are certain games out there that have kind of been superseded by others. It's like and um, we we went through a few of the old sacred cows. You know, Yahtzee got fired by King of Tokyo and Yen Slam. Connect Four got fired by Quarto and Pedigo. Uh, Clue got fired by a bunch of stuff. Lady Alice killed Doctor Lucky. Simply Suspects. Pi. Um, Trivial Pursuits got fired by Wits and Wagers and Quizniak. Um, you know, Catan got fired by Ticket to Ride. Werewolf got fired by the Resistance. It, there, there's a lot of this stuff going on. How many of those things do you suppose hold up at this point? I mean, are there are there any games that we talked about since then that have actually since gotten fired by still better games that have come along? Yes. Which ones do you think? Uh, well, from that list, the first one that came to mind, uh, probably because it was also just like later on the list, so I remember it because mm. it was spoken most recently, <laughs> is um, Werewolf getting fired not by Resistance, but by One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Right. That, for me, is Werewolf with all of the things that suck about werewolf taken out of it. Yeah, no moderator. It's it's a much... Uh, no, no player elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, much quicker. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, the Resistance also has problems, I think. Resistance is a game that gets kind of samey after a while. Um, it, it, it winds up feeling like the same sort of pattern's getting repeated. For me, the game that fires that is Good Cop, Bad Cop. Because that one introduces the deck of equipment cards. And this is something I didn't realize was missing from social deduction games for the whole time. I mean, I, I, I figured that with all the different variations on things that you can say and who can be on which side and how things turn out, that the resistance would have a much longer life than it did. But it turns out, yeah, once you've played it about 10 or 15 times, you've mm. kind of seen what it has to offer. With Good Cop, Bad Cop, there's also a deck of cards that are single-shot things like uh, Truth Serum or Smoke Grenade or Planted Evidence or something like that. And the fact that different ones seem to come up each time you play, because it's, it's a big deck of cards, and usually in a particular game, you're only going to have like four or five of them. I will say uh, by the Resistance is that, for me, the sort of simplicity of it is kind of the point. I don't think that Resistance sure. is intended to be a game to be played by the same people over and over and over and over again. I mean, like, the perfect space for the resistance is for people that have never played social deduction games before and if you own resistance uh, but you only game with the same group of people then it's going to get stale but you know if you're a person that you know brings board games to parties or has different people over as your gaming group or likes making new friends or goes to social events that like enjoy having board games present then resistance is great because you get to introduce that to new people every single time and for me that's the 
for know. me, that's the point. As a guru, I find that good cop, bad cop actually works better than resistance, even with new mm. players, because it's clearer what you mean to do. One of the obstacles of getting started with resistance, despite the fact that the rules are actually quite simple, as you say, it's harder, particularly for the leader, to decide who to get started with, and it's harder for the other players to decide how to vote, especially if it's their first time playing one of these kinds of games. Uh, although the rules are simple, the choices can be quite unclear, whereas with good cop, bad cop, well, I think I'll check out this card. Oh, you're not on my team? Okay, I'll pick up a gun and point it at you. Um, it's. I feel like, it's. although it is a little bit more complicated rules-wise, it's a bit clearer the path as far as what sort of choices you want to be making. And to me, that fires the resistance. I will say also, sandwiched between the resistance and good cop, bad cop is a game that came out before Good Cop, Bad Cop, but after the Resistance called Shadowhunters. That, for uh, me, was the first game to fire the Resistance. Hmm. Like, I played the Resistance, like, three or four times, and then I played Shadowhunters, and I was like, great, now I never need to play the Resistance again <laughs> because there was a better version of this game in this one. Did you ever play Shadowhunters, Amy? I haven't, no. Oh, it's so good. It's, um, there's, like, there's good guys and bad guys there's like you know heroes and shadows it's all like very like fantasy kind of like gloss it's got an anime sort of feel to it and there's usually one person who's an innocent bystander who's just trying to stay alive oh okay yeah so it it does the same sort of thing as um good cop bad cop does that the roles are a little bit more differentiated than just spy or resistance member Mm -hmm. um so you've got the good guys the bad guys and the neutrals and the good guys win by killing the bad guys the bad guys win by killing the good guys and the neutrals each has an independent win condition so it very much feels like a little bit more everybody for themselves in the resistance and you get a lot more sort of tenuous alliances and there's also a thing that i think is great that resistance does not do is that there is value in revealing yourself like you can say you, you know if in resistance if someone catches that you're a spy you know round two then you're not really going to be able to do anything you're, for the rest of the done. game and same with like good cop bad cop you know once all your cards are up like everyone just knows who you are true but by that point you can now help yourself to as many guns and equipment as you want that's and true. you won't have to flip up any more cards that's true but in Shadowhunters, each individual character has a ability that sort of like checks as soon as they reveal either one time use or continuously. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, like everyone figured out I'm the werewolf already and you keep talking about it and you're all going on and on and on about it. Well, fine. You know what? I am the werewolf. And now I get to do an extra four damage anytime I attack any of you. So suck it, you know? <laughs> I think one kind of happy medium between something like resistance and then something like one-night ultimate werewolf that still uh kind of fires og werewolf for me is avalon um just because it takes resistance to that extra level um i think it's still just as accessible for new players as something like resistance but i think the format of it um gives new players uh more of a comfortable space to have discussions about who they think might be on their team and who might not and i think the extra roles that avalon introduces obviously have been used in later games, uh, you know, beyond it. Um, But I think they work with Merlin and the assassin. Uh, Just the idea that, you know, you know a little bit more than everyone else, but if you share too much, then uh, you'll suffer for it. Um, So I think for newer players, something like One-Eyed Ultimate Werewolf, I find they have a lot of questions that they can't share about specifically what their character does. Um, But when you just offer between you know, one and three new roles. Uh, it's a little bit easier for people to remember what their goal is and what the um, consequences are for uh, kind of taking it too far. Um, and I 
I think just based on what I've heard from uh, newer players, uh, as well as people that have kind of worn their copy of Avalon into the ground, uh, it just kind of scratches that itch perfectly for what uh, people want out of a secret role game, just at its kind of bare bones. Yeah, you talk about firing games. Resistance Avalon quite literally does everything the Resistance does but also gives you options for more stuff. Mm-hmm. There is actually no reason to own a copy of The Resistance. <laughs> Once, unless yeah. you just really love the dystopian science fiction setting and prefer it to the Arthurian uh, fantasy setting. Right, and I think with the the set that Indie Boards and Cards created with, you know, Coup and Grifters and all that, mm-hmm. um, if you are kind of a completionist and you want to have sure. that whole dystopian feel uh, within your library, then obviously it fits in really well, but Avalon is like its own special little gem that you can kind of hide away and pull out when it's, you know, best suited. So back in that season one episode, we did slaughter one sacred cow. We fired Settlers of Catan in favor of Ticket to Ride because Catan was supposed to be this big gateway game that's good for introducing people to these new style board games. But it is, in retrospect, actually far too complicated for most people who are coming into the hobby. Ticket to Ride, by contrast, is a lot more accessible, more colorful, easier to get started with, and it's shorter. But yeah, here's the thing. Century Spice Road exists now, and (laughs) at this point... I'm really not sure what purpose Ticket to Ride serves anymore other than for people who just really, really like trains because Spice Road takes, okay, let's take the boxes here. Quicker to learn, quicker to play, scales better between two and five players. Um, Even the art is nicer. I I think, guys, I I think Ticket to Ride's fired. I'm fascinated to hear the parallels you find between specifically themes and mechanics for Century versus Ticket to Ride. Where do you... Uh, compare the two. Well, thematically, I think that Century works better as well because in Ticket to Ride, it's like, okay, am I a conductor? Am I am I building <laughs> trains? Am yeah. I a business person who's owning the stations? I mean, what do these points represent? Century Spice Road, it's easy. I'm collecting spices. I'm trading for more valuable spices and delivering them to people who give me points. Which yeah, is what's basically my motivation money. here? I mean, it's it's <laughs> so much clearer what exactly is going on. I, I've, I've I've more of a sense of being immersed in what's even though it's still a very abstract Euroy. Uh, you know, like family strategy game, it does everything better. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I, am I am I crazy? I mean, we, so do, I haven't actually played Century Spice Road, oh, so I'm just going to take your word it. for it because your opinion is very very highly valued <laughs> in my house. Um, but I will say, just on the topic of Catan being fired by Ticket to Ride, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of what came after, that's a really interesting thought for me because you know the the other ones we've been talking about, like Connect Four, fired by Pentago, and mm-hmm. Resistance by Werewolf, or the other way around. Oops. Uh, um, it's very <laughs> much... Just as by One Night Ultimate Werewolf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's very much, you know, similar mechanics being fired by better versions of those mechanics versus, you know, Settlers of Catan and Ticket to Ride don't actually have that much in common game-wise. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, it, it, it's it's the, the space that it fills and the reason it fills it that it does better, yeah, not necessarily audience. the specific style of game. And uh, in this case, we're talking about the sorts of you know, the, the gateway game, the people who mm-hmm. arrive at a place like Snakes and Lattes. And so we've heard that board games are getting popular again. Uh, what what should we try? What do you mean? Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> that's for the that's, yeah. that's, Okay, I think that's quite enough for Monday. We're going to get into the Cards Against Humanity clones and stuff like that on Wednesday. We'll see you then. Bye. Thank you.